morning. How's everyone doing today? <laughs> Good. So I get to preach the first service, speak the first service, whatever, and which is kind of ironic because I like to talk and I have a little time to do what I need to do. So <laughs> I'm, I'm learning to not be so long-winded, I guess. Um, <clears throat> so when Aaron asked if I would take the service, I was like, oh, no, I don't know what I'm going to teach on or I don't have anything, but uh, God always good teaches me and shows me things that oh yeah you do you know don't you remember when this was going on and that was going on and you were showed this and I'm like oh yeah okay so went back through um, some things that I'd gone through recently and the title of my teaching today is understanding faith while trying to find a purpose Um, and there's always stuff on faith and I, I was going back to you know everyone knows I was searching for a job for a while, you know, after we closed the toy store and everything and went through a time of really um, wondering if I was hearing God anyway because maybe we made a mistake opening the toy store. Maybe we didn't hear God. Maybe, you know, something. And so in going through all of that, I was really struggling with finding where my place is, what my purpose is, What am I supposed to be doing? You know, I know that there's more to me than just what I have going on here. And so I was doing the whole, you know, if you believe it, if you believe it, if you believe it, because that's what we're taught. Like all my life, I was always taught on, you know, if you believe it and believe it's there and act like it's there and live like it's there, it's there. But then when it's not, you know, then you begin to think there's something wrong with you. Like... Maybe I'm not really believing God. Maybe I don't really have full belief that God can do this for me or do that for me. Maybe, you know, I'm doing it wrong, which then starts to play on insecurities and things that people have in their lives and insecurities you have about yourself, which then compounds everything else that you're going through and always makes it worse, you know. So that was part of what was going on with searching for a job. You know, I went to school for five years, graciously um, supported by my husband, who has always told me, go for it, do it, go for it, do everything. You know, always, always supporting me in the background, in, in my shadow behind me, and bless me all my life since we were kids even. And so <clears throat> I finished my degree because I had planned to go into banking. And through a series of unfortunate events and things, I ended up, not staying at the bank I thought I was going to stay at, being at another bank. And then the opportunity for the toy store came up, and the way things fell into place, you know, it's like, oh, so this is what I'm supposed to do. And then, of course, that didn't work the way that him and I thought it would, and there I was again, going, well, what am I supposed to do? I don't want to just be home. I don't want to just not share things that I have, because I love to teach people. And I love to help people. And I love to write. And I love to read. And, you know, all these things God put in me, I didn't know what to do with. And I knew I was going to have to go back to work to help a little bit because we had some things that we've got to clear up and clean up. And we want to do that with integrity and, you know, take care of some debts from the store and things. So I started looking for a job. And I thought, you know, I don't want to go back into banking. I don't really like that. So my degree is this, and I can go, and I'm going to start applying at all these different things. So, I mean, I applied for everything for, like, I don't know, it was a year probably. Felt like it. It was a long time. 
you know. And it was really frustrating because I'd get the emails back that, oh, you're not qualified enough. When I knew darn well that when I went and put the application and resume and I made sure I was qualified enough, you know. So <clears throat> I was really struggling with that. And I thought, I'm doing it wrong. I keep believing I'm going to get a job. I keep believing I'm going to get a job. But obviously, you know, I'm not. So I was praying and asking God to, you know, show me what, what am I doing wrong. And um, what I got was, you're not doing anything wrong. You're just not seeing it the way I want you to see it. So I thought, well, okay, that's good. Went to bed, had a dream. Everybody knows about some of the angel stuff I've had, you know. And I have this one who's he's a very smart angel, scholar, looks like Caesar from, you know, way back in the day, little whatever. And <clears throat> these two um, scriptures come to mind. The first one is Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the substance. <clears throat> Ugh, hold on. I had it written down in here, and now I've lost it, so I'm going to go there real quick. Bear with me a moment. So anyway, in the dream, I, had a, I was in a classroom, and I thought I was done with school. And <laughs> I wasn't, apparently. <clears throat> so... <laughs> So, and he's standing there, and he has the markers because chalk is messy, and I don't want to get chalk on myself. So, he says this, you know, when you, when you learn things, me, when I learn things, I have to write things down. So, you know, when I was learning at, uh, at U.S. Bank, where I'm working now, uh, my assistant manager, he's very much a verbal, verbal teacher in things. So, he's... Like, he'll tell me this, da-da-da-da, and wouldn't give me time to write it down. And I'm like, uh, what? So I'd have to go back and write it down. <clears throat> so when I would finally learn something is when I had it written down. So this angel's like, I want you to write this down. And I want you to write it over and over and over until you get it. And I'm like, but I've seen this verse before, and, you know, so, okay, but I'll write it down. <clears throat> so faith is the substance of things we hope for. And the, I don't like this version, but it says the confidence of what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. But the one I had was the substance and the evidence. So it was faith is the substance of things that we hope for and the evidence of things that we do not see. So I'm thinking, I always thought it was the confidence and the assurance and, you know, they're, they're intertwining. So I'm writing these, this down over and over and over and substance keeps like flashing and evidence keeps flashing and so i thought okay i'm gonna go into this more and figure it out and so um there was more to the dream but right now i'm going to just stick with that part so when i came out of it i looked up substance and we all know it's a kind of a matter with property and it's something that's there it's tangible and we've been being taught that the spiritual realm is tangible you know, and then there's substance to it. And so, you know, it's like, yeah, you're getting it. That's it. So there's substance. And evidence is facts. And so in my mind, what I was being untaught is that I was too busy believing in, you know, 
bringing this substance here and making it physical, manifesting it. The substance being, you know, God can do it and, and he's real and he's all this and that. And the job is the manifestation. But God's like, no. You know, that's all, that's all world. The world is the world. And things happen in the world because it's the fallen world in which you live in. But you forget, I gave you the keys to that. You have dominion over that. So you don't need to rely on me to make that come to pass. It's you. Because that's what I gave you. So I was like, oh, okay, well, now that's scary. (laughs) Because now it's putting it back on me that I have to choose to, you know, step forward into what I need to step forward to. And I'm thinking, but where does faith come in then? Because now I've been taught all my life that I'm supposed to have faith that you can do this. You know, my faith will move the mountains. My faith will do this and that. And he says, yeah, when you connect to what I've given you in the spiritual world, and you can bring that here. That's what I'm trying to show you. It's not about, you know, it's not about what job you get. It's not about even if you get a job. It's not even about if you believe in me enough. That's not what it's about. I don't need you to believe in me because I know who I am. I need you to believe that I believe in you. And that is very hard. Because when you have your confidence to... How can you believe that God believes in you if you don't even really believe in yourself? Especially when you're supposed to be believing that God, you know, if you believe hard enough, you're going to get the desires of your heart. So I'm going, uh, what? I have to believe in me that, of what you're saying in me, but I don't know that. Well, that's what the faith is about. Your faith needs to be that you believe what God believes in you and who you are and what was purposed for you and what was put in you when you were knit. You know, when, in Psalm 139, we were told that we were knit in the secret place and, you know, our mother's womb and... and There was something put inside us at that time that God believed in about us. That God said, this is what I have for this person. Music or teaching or just loving other people. Because there's some people that that's what they do. And that's what God puts in them. But if you don't believe that you're somebody that can love people, then you won't walk in your purpose. And you'll always falter in your faith because... You don't believe that you can do it. Or because we've been taught, believe it, believe it, believe it. Well, if you weren't, if that tumor didn't go away and you had faith that it was going to go away, but for some reason it didn't go away, well, maybe God willed it. God doesn't will that stuff. Ever does God will that stuff. In my whole life, God has been a good God. Good things. Always wanting good for me. Always living on, you know, Jeremiah, I, have, I know the purpose I have for you is for good. He sees every stream of our future that we have based on the choices that we make. And when we screw up, he shakes his head, he picks us up, walks around with us for a little bit, patting our back, taking care of the tears and saying, all right, now, you messed up on that choice. <laughs> Let's do another one. It's like what we do with our kids. You know, our kids mess up. Your kid will do something, and, you know, we, we were lucky with our kids. We're lucky with Danae, with Derek. Man, I didn't have to worry about my son drinking, smoking, nothing. He wasn't interested. 
honestly, truly not interested. And I thought, yes. And then he had an unfortunate little incident that he did, which is not really mine to share, but it happened. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? And I got to tell you, that kid blew me away after it was all done. I mean, George and I were so upset. We were, and it was a little thing, really. It wasn't even that bad. He felt so bad about it because of how we'd raised him and everything and because he knew it wasn't him. Literally came the next day to church. Wanted to talk to pastor, you know, Aaron, hey, I want to talk to you. I did something really stupid, whatever. He's 16 years old. So I'm thinking, okay, I need to forgive this little mistake my son did because that's what God does. And through it, he became stronger. We became stronger. We understood things and thought, wow, so that's what God does. So we mess up. We get taken off of our purpose journey where we're going and God's like it's all right because I love you and I believe in you even if you don't believe in yourself so when you hear that verse you know if, if God is for me who can be against me I don't think it's talking about who can be against you in the world or even the spiritual things that can come against you I think it's yourself that you come against you and you are your worst enemy Because I got to tell you, I was my worst. The stuff I was self-talking to myself when I couldn't get a job and when I couldn't do something because I wanted to help George so bad, I was like, "It's what am I doing? Oh, I'm this. I'm that. I'm this. I must have done something. There must have been this. There must have been that. So I am my worst enemy. And God's like, no. Your problem is you're not believing that I believe in you. And this is what I have for you. And this is what is supposed to be for you. So, as I continued on this walk, and I thought, and, I, and this happened a couple of weeks before I got um, hired at U.S. Bank. And believe me, I was like, I don't want to go back to banking. They're mean. When you deal with people's money, mm, money and food. You mess up someone's order, whoo, it's like Satan. <laughs> you mess up someone's money. It's like the whole legion of demons come down on you. It's horrible. So, and I mean, and I'm talking even if it's $5 or whatever, it's like, ah, you know. So banking was not where I wanted to go. So continuing on in this dream I'm having, I finally get through writing, and I'm getting it. I'm like, okay, I got that part. I got that. And my angel says, good. Here's another one for you. And I'm like, oh, come on. My arm was tired, you know. I was sick of the color marker I was using, and I decided right then and there that I had a mean angel who only wanted to make me write and work and hurt my arm and, you know, all of this, which is, this is the same one that gives me ideas for books and things that I write or stories that I write. So, but at that time he was mean because I, I was, I got it, but I didn't get it. So I got James 1, 6 through 9. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave in the sea blown and tossed by the wind. And I was like, wait a minute. I just wrote that, you know, I'm not supposed to believe this stuff. And now I'm saying, now I'm being told that if I doubt, I'm like a, you know, a wave. And so, again, the understanding is, I want, I want to get it into your head. Stop doubting what I have for you. Stop doubting that I don't believe in you. 
Stop doubting that you're not here for a purpose. Stop doubting that, you know, you're not going to get a job. Stop doubting that your husband's not going to be safe on the road. You know, it's scary. When George goes and I'm by myself here and I'm not allowed, able to go with him, some of the things I play in my mind with, you know, accidents, weird stuff, storms, you know, I'm always a little freaked out. I'm always a little like, ugh, how can I go? How can I, you know, and and God's like, really? (laughs) You have all this stuff, you've had all these encounters and things, and and you're not going to believe that I can take care of your family, you know, your husband, your kids. When Derek moved out and got married, I thought, oh, man, now he's not going to tell me every night when he's home. Now I'm not going to know if he's home safe in his bed. You know, now I'm not going to know that he's okay. So in all of that and everything that we'd gone through and been going through, it just kept coming to stop doubting that I believe in you. Stop doubting. That's the faith I want you to have. That's the faith I want you to have. Not, not any other kind of faith. Because everything else takes care of itself. You know, and, and all the other little scriptures came to mind. The one about where Jesus said, you know, don't worry about your food. Don't worry about this. Don't worry about that. You know, the birds eat. You know, people are taken care of. There's always somebody sent somewhere to take care of somebody. You know, somebody out of the blue will walk up to someone else and give them a hundred bucks, not even knowing what's going on. I mean, God sees that stuff. He's like, that's superficial stuff. I care about what's inside of you. I care about where you are in our relationship. I care about that if I say that you are going to publish a book or two or three or four, it's going to happen because I believe you. I believe in you. I believe that you can do it. I believe that it's you. So after that, come to church. Mary Romero, who comes down from Denver every now and then, I ask her to pray with me because I know she's kind of prophetic because I'm not seeing anything. And she gets done praying and she says, I just saw a huge neon U.S. bank. Now, she had no idea that when I had left U.S. bank, I was afraid that I wouldn't get rehired because I didn't give a full two-week notice. And at the time, that was like a big deal for rehirable stuff. And I had, so I didn't put any applications there, even though I had seen many open. And even though I knew that I had some managers there that would love to have me back. So I was like, really? I'm going to go apply there. All right, I'll try. Maybe, maybe I just need to get a, a reference letter from the manager. So I call her up. And I'm like, hey, can I get a reference letter from you? I'm getting apps out. She's like, what's going on? I said, well, you know, the toy store, we closed it and everything, and I'm looking for a job and whatever. And she says, you know what? There's a position open down at the branch where I used to work with you. This is the manager. Go put your application in. Give her a call. I'm going to tell her you're going to call. I said, yeah, but what about the rehirable status? She's like, what? No, I think you're fine. So I do what she says, whatever. In an hour, that manager from the other branch location calls me. Hey, Tracy called. She says, you're interested in this position. I'm like, whoa. So within two days, I have a job. 
I'm offered more money than I thought I was going to be offered. And the people that I work with that have been brought in, they're there for a reason. And some of the ministering that I have in me, I'm able to put there. And it's been an awesomely great experience. And when I was thinking about this message and praying and how I was going to do it and whatever, my angel comes over to me and he says, See, all you had to do was believe in yourself. Because, see, when she said U.S. Bank, I thought, oh, I'm supposed to be there because obviously God has something for me in that arena. So, and the way that it happened. And and it really, just the moment that I was like, okay, I'm going to believe you, God. I'm going to believe that you have something more for me than even what I know or see. And that's how I've been walking every day and going because he believes in every single one of you in here. And wherever you are, yeah, it could be based on your decision or your choice to be there, but he can work with it because he can still use what you have inside of you to work that. Even if you feel like it's not a good situation, even if it was a dumb mistake you think you made. To God, no mistakes are dumb. Because everything can be worked out for the good. Because he believes in us. So, the next time, you know, you're having a faith crisis or, you know, oh my gosh, why am I why aren't I being healed? Why aren't this or that? Well, what if, you know, I mean, it's a fallen world thing or whatever, but maybe while you're at the doctor's office, there's two or three people that need to hear something you have to say, and you wouldn't be there otherwise. So if you're not there because you've got the pain in your knee or because whatever, um, who else is he going to use? You know, who else is he going to, who else has been willing, especially if you told him, like I did many years ago, use me, Lord, in any way that you want. He's like, yeah, because he won't do it unless you say that. He won't do it unless you give him permission. He will never do anything unless you give him permission because that's the God that he is because he gives us the choice. He gives us the choice to choose. And he sees every future that we have and he sees every decision that we make. And there's some of them that he goes, no. oh, myself, why did they do that? You know, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, but I can work with it. And then I'm sure there's times that he's like, yeah, yes, jumps over us and rejoices that we moved further there. So just be encouraged that no matter what you're going through, what you have in your family, what's going on, God believes in you. And that's what matters.